This episode of Nerd Parents is brought to you today by Chore Monster. Chore Monster is a web and mobile app that makes chores fun for kids. Now available on iOS, Windows Mobile, Kindle Fire, and Android. Sign up for your free account at choremonster.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Nerd Parents. This is episode 30, and this is the podcast where we come together every week in a positive space with a group of friends and, I was going to say family, you're like family to me, <laughs> and talk about uh, raising kids in a nerdy world. I'm your host, Nicole Spagnolo, and I have a little boy who's almost three named Mateo, and we have great parents that come on the show, and we talk about all kinds of different things. We have uh, the wonderful Carrie with us again. Yay! Yay. That's me! Um, Hi guys, my name is Carrie. You guys might know me as Cleo from the Frog Pants Network, and I have three kids. Sarah is almost 15, Eden is almost 13, and Colin, if he's lucky, will make it to five. (laughs) (laughs) And then we also have a familiar voice on here. We have... Brian Dunaway returning. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. I have 12 kids. Uh, They are. No, I'm kidding. I have. January, February, March. (laughs) Right. One for each month. Uh, I'm a little bit unsettled because of that introduction, that that intro music that you have always. (laughs) Thank you, Hakito. It's cute, but it also makes me think I'm in a horror movie. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes parenting is kind of like a horror show. (laughs) It is kind of like horror, but I I have several kids. I have older kids and younger kids. I have a 16-year-old who's playing in Call of Duty Black Ops as we speak right now. Uh, He is, and also have a 13-year-old who is hiding out on the iPad. Uh, And I have a six-year-old who will be seven very shortly who is uh, with grandma. Right. Yeah, and then you, so you have a blended. You have a blended family too. Blended. That's 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 the blendedness of it. That's the, that's the new term. Is that a new term for it? I mean, they, I know there was a movie just out called Blended. Yeah. Did you see this movie? I did not see that movie. Um, Adam Sandler. Those. Yeah, those a couple of movies that sometimes are too close to the situation. Mm. I think Blended may be too close to the situation <laughs> because right it probably now. bring up some uncomfortable situations. Kind of like when I went through my divorce and we watched Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. That was. That was a hard, Aww. hard movie to watch when you're going through a divorce. Don't mm. do it. Yeah, and, and how long ago was that? It was a, about, a about two, th- four years ago. Has it been four years now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, we'd like to come on the show and just kind of, you know, commiserate and talk about our kids and talk about what's going on. We have some some fun little segments. If you're new to the show, uh, we do this every week. Uh, of course, we're broadcasting live on Alpha Geek Radio. We're also in the Frog Pants chat room. Um, we'd like to start off with some of our ups and downs. And since Brian, you're you're uh, a guest on the show, would you like to kick us off with what's going on in your life? Any sure. any fun ups? Well, I think any parent who is listening right now, uh, if your child is in that school age category, they're <laughs> probably getting ready because summer's closing to closing quickly. Summer is just about done, and uh, it's, it's a little it, bit it's of like boom, it was done. It is, and it's it's a happy time and a sad time because uh, you're thinking, thank God, let's get back to some structure where you know we can have the kids at school and they can get back to their friends. And in other ways, you're kind of sad because you're like, oh, well, summer's over now. I don't get to see them as often, yeah. and uh, so it's it's a little bit of ups and downs. And also, 
the uh, the the going back to school is always a a good time to separate a parent from their money uh, <laughs> for new new yes, shoes, new clothes, new books, yeah. and uh, that's just that's just part of it. And in some ways, once again, this this is this is all bundled into an up and a down. It's it's always great and fun to go with your kids and uh, buy them the shoes they want or the shirt they want, and mm-hmm. hopefully you'll have that opportunity to. Uh, to get the things that they want and uh, to see how happy that makes them. But also as teenagers, uh, they want everything. How, how happy, how happy can you <laughs> no, be when you're going to say nothing makes them happy? <laughs> well, it's, it's a little bit of both, you know, you, their highs are really high and their lows are really low. So, uh, yeah. you just, you just never know what you're going to get. And you're like, uh, I hope I got the right thing. I hope I gave enough. I hope I, you know, uh, I, I sent them back to school and they won't be embarrassed in front of their their. Do your kids have school mo- Do they have uh, summer jobs? Because I, I started. I mean, when I was fourteen, right. I was working, and that's how I paid for a lot of my my clothing. Oh, totally. I was. I grew up in the eighties, mm-hmm. and there was there was a couple of things that were super important. Uh, shoes were super important as a teenager during the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, and as a result, we were wearing Nike Airs and that kind of stuff. Did but you those have the shoes, pump one? Did you have the pump? Yes, I had <laughs> Air, all of them. The Air Jordan pump. <laughs> I had the Air Jordan pumps. I had lots of Nike Air shoes, and I have big feet, so I I used the excuse of well, you know, per square inch is pretty good deal. Uh, but the <laughs> shoes were a uh, hundred dollars a pop yeah. generally, and my mom was like, yeah, if you want those shoes, you need to get a summer job. And so that's what I did, 14 as well. Um, I started at 14 and uh, worked, and and that's what I basically spent my money on was was shoes. And uh, I think that's kind of messed with parents nowadays because we want to give our kids the things that we wanted, but they want yeah. something else. Yeah, they know? do. Yeah. Carrie, so, did you have a summer job growing up? I did. I started working. My dad, um, I grew up. Very um, privileged. My dad runs an oil company. So, uh, but I and see he's from Scotland. So he in, instilled in us a strong work, work ethic. Right. Does he have and a if Scottish things accent? That we wanted, you know, it was that's great. Get a job. And I was like, well, you make all this money. Get a job. Yeah, I make so, the key word is it, I make all this money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was he a leprechaun? Did he have a pot of gold? I mean, is that where he? No, is that where his money comes from? Not Scotland. Oh, I always get those confused. Wrong country. I'm sorry. He um, close. He he got us into working at quite a young age, and I too was a child of the '80s. Being well, I graduated from high school in the '80s, so uh, it was the 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 layering that got me in trouble because you needed like twice as many clothes to make yourself look decent. Right. So it was the layering of the popped collars, yeah. the layering of the tank tops, forty-seven shirts, two skirts, five pairs of socks and tights. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was me. So you Charm could lace drop bracelets. tons of money on clothes which was crazy yeah so yeah i had to work too and i remember buying my car before i could even drive and just oh like gosh. having that stuff available to me so i could have it but so, yeah i would love my kids to get into that and sarah's at the age where she's when can i start working and i said well you know let's make sure your grades are on point before yeah. we get down that road right, right. but pretty much same thing i think i think we all kind of suffered a little my grades suffered as a result of me working but i mean well, i went mm-hmm. I became an obsessive worker. I worked. I did too. Forty hours a week. Oh, as I didn't do soon that. As I could. <laughs> what did so, you? Where yeah. did? You, what was your first job? I'm curious. Oh, oh my first job was uh, dishwasher at Me a too. restaurant. 
Yeah, right. That's the place to start, man. You yeah. all you all you did was you they they brought you the dirty plates Feels and bad. the crap, and you you scooped the trash off, and you washed them, and you threw them in the dishwasher, and you pulled them out. That was it. It didn't take any type of mm-hmm. skill. Were you ever tempted to eat the food? Oh my gosh, yeah, starving all the time. Give me this food. What is this? Oh, this looks delicious. What is this steak? Oh, I don't know. See, I worked at a, I don't know if you worked at an upscale restaurant I, or not. Well, but. it wasn't. I mean, for the area, it was. It was a steak. They served steaks and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so. that was kind of us too. This this was uh, the place I worked at uh, was upscale as you could get here. As a matter of fact, when Julia Roberts came to town to uh, shoot one of her movies, she was in one of the historical towns, and we're like the next town over. Mm. And everybody said, oh, if you want to go somewhere fancy, you go to Brian's restaurant. And so that's where she went. And it was a big deal because she just panned the restaurant. It was just like a bunch of crap and everything. And so people around here were like. snobby. They probably hate her now, right? Oh, we hate her. Well, you don't get leftovers because Dunaway's eating them in the back room. (laughs) Right? (laughs) 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 Carrie, what was your first first, uh, job? I actually, my first, well, if I can go way back into the dark ages there. My I first started babysitting when I was nine. So oh, okay. um, oh, for wow. my neighbors across the street. Yeah. And that girl ended up being a bridesmaid in my wedding. So Aww. that's ancient history for you. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So she, and she's great. She's married and has kids of her own now. She's awesome. And um, I but I my first paying job outside of the house, I worked at a pizza place. Pizza so, place. Yes, that's the that, place to that is the birth of my fat right there. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular uh, pizza chain we know, or just the um, local anybody one? Anybody in the Northeast will know Papa Gino's. I don't oh, know I know Papa Gino's. Do you guys know Papa Gino's? Because yeah, we don't have it out here. But um, yeah, Papa Gino's. I was a Papa Gino's girl. I could uh, serve, uh, I would pour beer and wine, even though I wasn't supposed to, um, <laughs> and all the pizza your body could handle, which oh, was significant. Really- Back oh, that's then. awesome. Apparently so, yeah. So, Cleo, you can say you've been mothering since you were nine. Yes. I have been mothering since I was nine. Isn't that crazy? It's <laughs> amazing. And even, th- even then, I remember when I was that small thinking, this is going to be so much fun when they're my own kids. Oh, you know see, I, mean? I never thought that. <laughs> and I, now, that kid, now that kid's almost 35, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm old. I think but, I was yeah. 14 or something, 13 or 14 when I had my first babysitting kind of thing. And it was a newborn. Like, yes, me too. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? I'm nine. Like, <laughs> do you not care? I'm like, what is going on? But yeah, newborn, absolutely. And unfortunately, I think I created a bad habit for the baby because the only way it would sleep was on top of my chest. And then from what I found out later, that was the only way he would sleep then. There oh, you <laughs> jerk. You ruined I it. I know, I ruined the baby. Nicole broke a baby. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, so uh, Carrie, you have a uh, back to school fun too. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, this week is all the um, back to school shenanigans for our two districts. So I, my kids are in two different school districts. Um, Sarah goes back on Thursday. She starts. She has like back to school type orientation tonight, and she's a freshman in high school. So she's got to go pick up her iPad too. She's got to go get her syllabuses <laughs> for her classes. That type of thing. That doesn't sound right. I know it you does. Don't, it doesn't go to school and pick up your iPad too. What kind of I, entitled <laughs> crap kids do we have? I know my kids get I know, stuff right? too. It's crazy. Um, Colin went to the uh, orientation for preschool because he had never been before and mm-hmm. I was a little concerned. He's not, he's not a shy child because, you know, me. But he, 
I thought he would be a little bit clingy when he walked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Came in, he was like, later. Oh, and he just took gosh. off on his own. Get going, and, Ma. Oh, yeah. He took off. And the teacher thought he was hilarious. So she was following him around, and she had him draw a picture. And she brought it to us about 20 minutes later, and, and she goes, he's quite the artist. And I'm thinking, oh, God, what have you done, son? And she's, you know, the first thing that goes through my mind is what is she reading into this photo? Like, is she going CSI crime scene on the child artwork? And what is she thinking of us? And right. is she drawing Analyzing it. And oh, well, he drew a picture of, he took a marker and he drew a house and he drew five people next to it. And uh, classic, classic. Yeah, classic kids. And I'm looking right. to see if the kids have hands and feet to see who he thinks, you know, is grounded and all the deeper crap uh, that the therapists do. be analyzing those kid pictures. Oh, That's- yeah. Well, she looks at it and she goes, well, Colin, why is, why did you make this? Why did you make this house green? He looks at her and he's like. Because my house is green. Like, come on, woman. <laughs> so she wasn't too sure what to think of him at first. He he did draw very detailed, all the four of us, me, my husband, my oldest daughter, and Colin are all the same size. But Eden is very, very tiny in the picture. But we all have very simple bodies, but extremely detailed heads. Like, it's a head with a big smiley face and a nose and a mouth. And then there's these big things sticking out of the sides of our heads and some scribbles over the top of our heads. And she goes, oh, your family has ears and hair. And he said, no, they're all wearing headphones. (laughs) So I think that was a little probably a dip into the my parents don't pay attention to me bucket. But (laughs) I said, what is that all about? And uh, I looked at him and I said, well, Eden doesn't wear headphones. And he said, "Well, Eden just wants to be like everybody else." And I went, "True, true story." I want to, I want to piggyback on your story. Uh, Go last for it. night, last night, of course, we did have a blended family. The youngest child is uh, six, and she's my girlfriend's daughter. And of course, I claim her because we're inseparable, always together. Aww. And uh, she's here, and I got the boys, and the boys are older, so it's a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of. Mm-hmm little bit of confusion there because she's six and my next one is 13 and 16. So, you know, they don't exactly play together, but she so wants to be a part of their world. And, uh, drew my oldest, uh, he was playing call of duty black ops and he has the, uh, you know, so this it's it's a little bit, it's a little bit racy for some of the, the, the kids. So we have him wear headphones. And so he's got his earpiece in his Bluetooth earpiece and he's, and he's talking to his friends and, uh, so she wants to get involved. So she gets me to get down the uh, other PlayStation rem- uh, headset. And of course, she's not. It's not hooked up to anything. And she just sat there the entire time and was telling dog. Andrew that she was she was helping him that she was going to help him play the game. Aww. You know, and and she was talking to her friends. And sometimes Andrew would say some stuff, and she would think that he was talking to her. And then she would get all excited and, and, uh, and wow. And I was just like, I was just like, I could not think of a, in one way I'm like, that is the sweetest thing. And on the other hand, I was like, there is no greater torture that I can think of to torture my 16 year old with (laughs) and have a six year old sitting next to him, mimicking him the whole time he's trying to play a game with his friends. Does he understand what she's trying to do though? I think think he does. Andrew's a very mature, Mm -hmm. uh, he's a, he's a very mature 16 year old and, uh, he he didn't if if it bothered him he didn't act like it did and so oh but I was thinking man that's 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 just hilarious <laughs> that's super <laughs> cute right love he it. drew the pictures of us all wearing headsets and I didn't know quite what to think of it because I don't wear a headset all that often right and but my husband does for gaming and my daughter does because you know music and phone and the whole bit but and and I said well why do you have a headset on and he said because you're always telling me I'm too loud <laughs> <laughs> so because he can't play a game on a device without turning the volume up to max range oh, for some reason yeah, yeah. he right. can't so 
I, we had him get a little headset and we asked him why he drew Eden so tiny. And he said, because she's tiny on the inside, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool because he thinks of Eden as being an infant. Like Aww. he knows that she's big because she's yeah, 12, right. yeah, but yeah. he thinks of her neurologically as being an infant. So he's just like, well, she's tiny on the inside. And I went, oh, that's nice. Aww. And so he is so stoked about school. He's got every toy in his bedroom. He's trying to get into his backpack because they all need to go. And <laughs> right. yeah, he's ready. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, it probably would be a good idea for me to find out when Eden starts. I think she probably starts next week, but I'm not sure. Um, kind of crept up her all, school I mean, is, like she's definitely boom. in a different district. So hers yeah. is a little bit of a mess. It's, it is really interesting because um, I guess my up is, uh, or maybe it's down, that like school happened. And so we've had Mateo in a kind of like a daycare, not totally daycare, a little, it has, it's a kind of a blend. But um, right. I had been looking at Montessori schools for, for a while because they have a... You got to say it right. What? Mon- Montessori. Montessori? Is that how you say it? Montessori, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if it just seems like one of those words people would always hang on to. And yeah, go, you say it like this. Well, I had yeah. I had I had researched it prior when Mateo was a teeny tiny little baby, and of course it's it's about kind of follow it's child led kind of education. It's meant to go at their pace. So um, how they and they kind of focus on how they learn versus trying to put a like a you know, like a syllabus of, okay, it's Tuesday at one o'clock, it's math time. Um, So he's just been in this daycare area and he, his, his teachers, his care providers have told me that he's the only one that knows his colors. He can, he counts to 20 and he counts backwards from 10 and he knows his alphabet and now he's starting to read and he's, and he's not three yet. So, he, I can tell that he's just, I watch him from the video and he sits down where everybody else is playing and he reads books <laughs> and I, I, and he hasn't really been eager to go to uh, daycare recently, right? which caused me to go, I wonder if that, if he can do Montessori now. Um, yeah, you might be bored. That's what, yeah. yeah. So I started looking in, and it turns out there is a, I didn't realize there was a local Montessori. And Montessori is, um, I would encourage you to do your research on it. Of course, every, because it's not like state mandated or anything like that, not all Montessori schools are created equal. Um, oh, yeah. But we have one, we went and toured it. I instantly fell in love with it because it's just, he's really into painting right now like all he wants to do is paint color draw sort put puzzles together <laughs> sort. like well like so you so you give him the laundry and the the more research you do depending on the region montessori um in our area is pretty much the same price as regular the current daycare that he's right, at. Right, but in right. some, but in other areas, it's like 10 times the oh, cost yeah. out here. It's crazy expensive. Honestly. Right. Yep. So, um, I feel very fortunate to live in an area where it's actually an option. That's awesome. Um, so on Monday he has his, it's his first day Yay! of Montessori school. I'm so nervous for him. Do you, so do you set up you. his bedroom like kind of in a Montessori fashion? Um, Collins, I, I didn't plan to do Montessori stuff, but it kind of turned into that. Like we have Colin went from a crib 
to a mattress on the floor and like he has bins of things where everything goes mm-hmm. and it's very much he can choose what he wants to do and it's all at his level and yeah. kind of self-directed. And this is what my girlfriend did for me too. Yeah. Everything kind of- <laughs> Put everything on the floor so Brian can reach it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess. I mean, that's the funny thing. So the classroom that Mateo's going to be in, he's going, even though he's not three yet, because he is potty trained. Right. They're just that's gonna, a big, that's the big deciding yeah, that's factor. A big one. Story. That's yeah. the, they're not putting him in the toddler room. They're putting him in the classroom he will be in for until he's five. He's going to that's have the great. same teacher until he's five and wow. he's going to be blended with other three and five-year-olds. So they believe that every kid learns differently, which I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm more of a visual learner. Uh, My husband is more, he can read it and just know it. Like I marvel at that. I'm Mm -hmm. so envious of anyone that can do that. (laughs) Um, So I'm really excited to see kind of how his mood changes when when we go to school now. So, because I know he just wants, he's just a sponge right now and they do everything. So they have actual glasses, like real glasses. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we don't even give them glasses. I'm going to give them a plastic cup. (laughs) So, but they, the only thing I can say that I'm not looking forward to when it comes to Colin going to school is that the fresh onslaught of parent opinions like right. you know, you, you can see it in the, uh, yesterday at, at open house the the judgment on people's faces, mm. the sizing up of the parents and the way their yeah. children acted. Mm. And I was like, "Get out of town! I'm going to see you in the valet for like 35 seconds. Yeah. I may be in my pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I may most likely be in my pajamas. Yes, I'm, I'm always in. Possibly my, uh... there will be a bra involved. I'm making no promises. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, when we, we registered him for school, and I was like, yeah, you know. My uh, yoga pants that I didn't do yoga in perfectly yeah. fine. Yes, for the that. good thing is you're you're surrounded by other parents, and uh, for the most part, you're all in agreement except for the one or two overachievers who, who you know, show mm. up in their in their suits and stuff. And you want to go shut up? Nobody likes you. Get out of here. Are you yeah. talking about the kids in suits or the parents in suits? Yeah, them too. Both the kids sometimes. in suits. That's the worst. Both, that's the worst. Kids in suits. <laughs> well, and I guess my down is um, we finally made. Uh, new parent friends. Oh, good. <laughs> Sit down. New friends. That because sucks. the their little girl goes to his current daycare, so we're, oh, okay. so we're we're moving Mateo and his little friend. He won't see her anymore, or he won't Aww. see her anymore. And so we're just gonna have lots of play dates. And yeah, we um, you'll make that stuff happen. Yeah, they um. Uh, I hope it's okay. Say so her name's Devin, and she's adorable. And um, Mark built um, a little wooden cricket and they came over on Sunday and the two of them put it together and painted it. And yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah. Mark's going to release Aww. it. Re- so he, he did a step-by-step um, video tutorial on our website, the wood whisperer and uh, filmed the whole thing. And it's just overloaded and cute. I mean, it's so if adorable. You do not put Mateo into Boy Scouts so that Mark can have the thrill of the Pinewood Derby. I don't know what is wrong with you. <laughs> so, yeah. I, That's awesome. But it's cool, though. I mean, it's nice meeting new people, even though you don't see them too often. I don't get to see a lot of the cool the parents that go to Eden School. Um, I think maybe because the kids are medically challenged, it, there's almost an air of like um, – 
HIPAA, like accountability for mm. medical information, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. do you know and what mm-hmm. should you be allowed to know about people and, you know, kids, even kids, like they can't really hang out, yeah. you know? So it's a little bit weird, but when they come in, it's it's nice to see them. It's sometimes it's sad because you'll see a parent and be like, "How are you?" Mm-hmm. and they've lost their child, but they're <sighs> back just because they miss the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's hard, but I'm looking forward to meeting some of Collins. He met a little girl last night. He was playing with her quite a bit, and her name was Lainey. Aww. And um he turned around about halfway through and he nodded and he's like, "I like her." And I was Aww. like, "Well, all right then." <laughs> so yeah. Glad you've made a decision about someone. They're so cute when they play yeah. together. And Mateo accident, accidentally hit Devin on the head with um, the fart gun that we have. Yeah, accidentally. I'm doing. No, they were... You can't see him but accidentally. <laughs> well, he had the fart gun. You know the the minion, the despicable me fart gun. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That. They were playing with that thing and laughing, 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 and and he had it. And he accidentally, you know, lightly hit her on the head, and it is. He's like. And then he kissed her. He kissed her yeah. and then that's, hugged that's her. A, I was like, that's oh. a child thing. It's, there's something about bopping another kid on the head <laughs> at that age that just just makes sense. It's like, okay, I'm having a lot of fun. Okay, fun is elevating. Fun is elevating. Okay, I'm hitting him in the head. Brain damage. Right. I'm hitting him in the head. And then there's crying and there's making up. And it's just, I don't know what that's all about. In it's our probably psyche. the Little Bunny Foo Foo song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've modified just it. Only playing with you. We've got a ton of. I've got a ton of nieces and nephews, and I think there's twelve in total, and they're all under the age of fifteen. So he's used to playing with his cousins and stuff. And there's always apologies if someone gets hurt, but it's just kind of a, eh, that's my cousin. They get a pass. Yeah. So I right. think maybe a little bit of a down is that I'm a little concerned that he's going to get. He, I mean, he's going <laughs> to run into some kid who's going to just bonk him for the sheer thrill of the agony, and you know, yeah. and he's going to be like. Hey, like, what do you mean kids aren't all nice? Yeah. Like, what's that all about? So I'm a little not looking forward to that moment, but I mean, it's got to happen. Happens to all of us, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, it does. But that's, that's something that we're going to talk about a little later on the show, I believe too, because this, from one of the articles you posted, I've been thinking about that a lot. What the, which one? Uh, the, the social interaction with other kids. Oh, not sharing, sharing and how much, and how much control. Mm hmm. We can talk about it now. We as parents yeah. have over that experience. Segway. Uh, yes, great segue. Well, done. well before we go into this uh, segue, I just wanted to note we're, we're talking, we're all talking about back to school, and we do have a new sponsor of the show. Uh, in fact, Doghouse Systems um, has a back to school laptop special going on right now. Wow! And if you you if you go over there, check out the laptops uh, over at doghousenetwork.com or doghousesystems.com, um, and use the code nerd. Just nerd at checkout. Nerd. You'll get a um, hundred. So you'll get a solid state drive, which I have in mind. And I love it because it just boom, it makes it go fast. You'll get a free 120 gig uh, upgrade with solid state drive. So there you go. Wow. Thanks for Doghouse for sponsoring us. It's awesome. Thanks, Doghouse. Yeah. We love you. Yeah, we I love need you. a new PC. Use that code nerd. I will. <laughs> Use the code nerd. Do it, nerd. <laughs> Do it, nerd. Do it now, nerd. Um, so the the article that uh, Brian was referencing is is one that I kind of came across, and I thought it was interesting because we always talk about uh, and tell our kids, you need to share, you need to share. And right. her perspective was why she doesn't teach her ch- kids to share. <laughs> she, so she's like, I'm not about... Uh, Daniel actually on our Facebook page uh, shared it shared it with us. We're all sharing. <laughs> you can't be sharing that. <laughs> so Daniel learned how to share, um, and uh, you know she's saying the 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 
mother that wrote this was that's not the world we live in. You know, if I think I think you have to kind of toe the line on this. <laughs> of course, right, there's right. some the sharing policy. Like if I have something that is truly mine and somebody comes up and takes it, should I should I share? You know, what's your thought? Right, I mean, right. what, what are your thoughts on this, Brian? OK, so. All right. It, there's a, there's a fine line and it's actually not as fine as you may think between a child having a sharing spirit mm. and another kid just taking their stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very, it's actually, it's an impossible. I, I want, I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking this is a lesson that we need to teach our kids, but it's not a lesson we can teach our kids. No, yeah. Our kids, our kids have to, uh, learn this lesson on their own. We can tell them the guidelines. We can tell them, look, you should share because some people have less and you should have a spirit that says, hey, I want to share. You should you should feel that. Want you should to. feel that yeah. love for other people to share. But uh, the thing that impacts the kids the most is that first time another kid just takes their stuff and it just rings in their head mm-hmm. is unfair because it is unfair. And, um, I almost feel it needs to be on the other kid that you ju- shouldn't grab. Right. Just exactly. go up and grab exactly. something. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think you should teach your kids that, uh, you should be selfish and that you shouldn't share. I think this is an open dialogue. You should definitely have with your kids about what sharing is, but they're really going to learn the lesson the the lesson that's really going to be imprinted in their mind as they grow older is the experiences they have, not the, not the things that you told them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna and and you can't always control that. You can't control the kids that are going to run into at you know the daycare or at McDonald's or at school. You can't control that. All you can control is talking to them afterwards, but not sharing, not having a having a having a stout stance against sharing. That's that's insane. Mm-hmm. That you're asking for you're asking for a bunch of selfish kids. Well, I want my son to want to share to like right when when Devin was over, they were playing with like all these little plastic fruits, and Mateo's like, "No, mine." And then Devin started to cry. I'm like, "Buddy, did you see De- Devin's upset? Do you want to make right? her happy? You should make her a plate of food." And then he totally. got excited about it, and he made Devin happy. So it wasn't like I was like, you need to share. Burr, burr, burr. No, right. you want to you wanna be nice to people, right? So, and that's kind of goes to, I guess, just having a no sharing or share everything. I don't yeah, know. See, see, and that's the other thing, too. Um, there, there comes a point also that we need to let our kids know that it's okay to have a singular, maybe a single item that is super important to them that they don't have to share because yeah. we, we, we as grownups have things that, that we don't share. It's usually just one or two things that are just so important to us for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. It's, it's okay to be selfish with one or two things, but a majority of the time you should be sharing everything you have. I mean, she has, she <laughs> has, um, valid points. Like we don't, yes. we don't share a phone. I mean, I share my phone with Mateo, but like if Brian, you're like, give it to me. I'm like, 
give me my phone back. <laughs> not if I said give it to me. That's, that's not sharing. That's taking. Taking. That's, give me it. <laughs> give me. But there are those kids that are going to take that moment and capitalize yeah. on it and go, well, why won't you share with me? Because mm. they know that the child has a character that gives him that spirit of wanting to share and wants right. to guilt the child into giving up his stuff. Yeah. That's the and, little bastard I don't want to run yeah. into because he and I are going to yeah. have words. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, a, that's a I, tough situation. I my I didn't get a chance to read the article, but when I even just read the title, this mom perfectly explains there's nothing going to be nothing perfect about that for me. Um, right. And I think that understanding and having your kids there, there's an age, there's a huge age range at which this becomes it molds and changes as the kids get older. Mm-hmm. Like little kids, it's about understanding that they're so little, their world is me centered for so long, you know, that yeah. they have to learn to step outside of that. That's teaching them that things that they give will come back to them. And that teaches them about character and and what it feels like to be a part of something bigger. Then there's older kids where it's just, you know, do you want to be a better person? And what's important to you? Like, really, what's important to you? Mm -hmm. Is is this really a thing that you need to get in a fight about? Can you not share that with somebody else? (laughs) So it takes on a different notation. But to not, I feel like, to not give your children that sense of what your value system is and how it makes you a part of something bigger because that's what you're growing towards mm-hmm. as your kids get older is unfair to them and it challenges them not to be better people, but it challenges them to defend themselves. And I don't want my kids living life on the defensive yeah. at all times. Right, right. Yeah. You know what it's, I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, we, we live in a culture that this may not be true across all cultures because – we have a very defined ownership in in our society mm-hmm. in the U.S. and uh, we we you know we own homes, we own cars, we own so much, and individually we own a lot of possessions, and uh, but we share we share a lot of things too. You know we mm-hmm. share we share roads, we share things that mm-hmm. we sh- we share schools, we share teachers, we share a lot of things. And um, I, I, I'd be I'd be afraid of having uh, kids that grew up into adults who just never even were uh, <clears throat> never even addressed it with their parents the, the idea of sharing. So that's what really, I, I, mean, I, I didn't like about the article is going just dismiss sharing. We, yeah. just, we just don't do sharing around my house. We just ignore I, it. I mean, I guess what she she she's touching on to the the. Mommy and daddy judgment. Well, I guess right. I guess she didn't teach him how to share properly. Right. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. See, uh, and it almost feels good, like, ugh. yeah, yeah. Judgment, judgment is a uh, is is a harsh thing. I mean, we we all have different values as even as families, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, you know that that's how do how do you how do you blend? We talk about blending families in in the home. We're blending families out in uh, in our communities too, and yeah, I mean. What seems fair for one family seems totally irrational for another, and uh, that's where I think that's where judgment comes in. It's like we've, we've chosen right. to live our lives this way, and you're living it that way, and it's wrong because everybody thinks they're right. I mean, yeah. come on, I'm well, right. You know, half the arguments that happen, I think, are a right-wrong um, right. type of situation. I mean, think about it. On the internet, it's like uh, – I can't come to bed, honey. I have to prove somebody wrong. That, I mean, if you if you really and a lot of times when I'm in an argument, like if I'm a, if I'm in an argument with Mark, I have to stop myself and go, "What am I trying to prove? Is this is this me just trying to feel right? 
Right. And right. a lot of time it is. It's yeah. so you can choose your battles type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Absolutely. I think that this mom, where she falls short in this article, as I'm perusing it, as I'm scanning it and then drawing, making a judgment about her as a parent, um, <laughs> is that where she's falling short is by not acknowledging that even before her kids along came came along, she was part of something bigger that involved right. sharing that she doesn't acknowledge, like yeah. Brian was sharing. You're yeah. sharing roads. Yeah. You're sharing um, access to medical help. You're sharing telephone lines, power. You're sharing the luxury of being an American in this country. Right. You're sharing a lot of stuff that is just inherent to who you are because of where you live and the gifts that you've been given. And she's not even acknowledging that as a baseline. So how do you go forward from there and mm -hmm. then say, well, I'm not going to teach my kids to share when you're already doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you one, lose credibility, lady. Well, one right. of the, one of the things I really hope to do, um, and this is one of you know, I see Scott and his family doing this, where they donate their time uh, to charity, and you're sharing and helping people that way, and especially if you are um, fortunate to have a lot of things, mm. I, you know, it it's I think it's a natural way to instill giving. And right, sharing, yeah. and so that's as Mateo gets older, I, I want to do. I want to integrate that into our lives. So you know, right now it's we we donate a lot to Goodwill and the food banks, and mm. we do. I do the toy drives. So like they had a um, a big back to school fill the bus kind of thing. Oh, yeah. that's a so. I bought a cool minion backpack and a whole bunch of stuff oh. and put it in the bus. So I want a cool minion backpack. I'm not sharing that. I'm keeping that. <laughs> Fine. But, but these are the types of activities I do that I, I'm looking forward to integrating Mateo in that we can, you know, give back and, you know, share. Um, right. So we should do that on the blog. We should post ways in which kids can share in their community. Yeah, that's a good right? idea. You know, and, and we all get it back. I mean, you think you're giving away something when you share, but you're you're not. You you get it back. I mean, mm -hmm. if we create a society of giving people, then when we're old, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> the society of caring giving people won't uh, kick us out of the country and go. You're too old. That movie, you know pay, it, I mean? pay it forward, is I I yes. really yes. love that movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. Horrible movie. I was <laughs> I loved it. We just turned okay. this into film sack. Ter yep. no, no, ter terribly depressing movie, it's but depressing. A great, but yeah. a great, uh, a great thought. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great yeah. thought. Love it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to a happier topic. Uh, we have some toddler <laughs> translations. Um, this is the point in the show where we get uh, little audio clips from our listeners, and we get to play them. And sometimes we know exactly what they're saying. I have a clip like that, <laughs> and then sometimes I I, I make our our parents guess what the the little one is saying. So um, we have one from Derek from Canada. He says, hey, nerd, nerd parents, this isn't a toddler translation because I'm doing it for you. However, it's too freaking adorable not to send in. Uh, I have a shirt from Think Geek that has all five of the Star Trek captains and my kids like to look at it and ask who they are. So I wanted to see if my youngest, Zoe, who's two and a half, can say the names. Needless to say, I'm a proud Trekkie right now. Nice. Thanks for the awesome show. So here... Um, is a little oh, 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 that's Mateo. <laughs> yeah, I know that. So, copyright, copyright. <laughs> so here's little Zoe uh, saying all five of the Star Trek captains: Archer, Archer, Kirk, Picard, Cisco, Cisco, Janeway. Janeway. Oh my gosh! I love her. Too sweet. I love Too it. Sweet. 
I love it. Oh, this just I need a I need to brush my teeth. It's so sweet. Right. <laughs> it's so that cute. was that was um, amazingly cute and sweet. And I can't. I just so small. I just I got. Know. She just got to be so little, Betty. Just ah. oh, so cute. <laughs> and then we have also oh, that's yeah. way more than I could name. <laughs> way more. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, and then we also have one from Amanda who sent in a clip of Xander who is 16 months and uh, he's having dinner in this clip. So let's see if you can guess what he's saying. Ready? What's in here? Lapita. If that kid's not saying lobster. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, I'm going to dinner with I'll, Amanda's house. I'll play it one more time. I'm, What's I'm, in here? Lapida. <laughs> Going a direct translation of lapida. <laughs> lapida. The kid, the kid is having lapida. <laughs> apple juice. Apple juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lapida. Yeah, that makes sense. Apple juice. Here's apple juice. What's in here? Lapida. Duh. Oh. Apple juice. Apple I can juice. see it now, of course. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda, for sending that, that in. me. <laughs> and then um speaking of friends um i also met uh and I, I i had met her in nerdtacular and we met um her and her husband uh tyler at uh, a louis ck show and uh, her what? name is her name Wait. is what louis ck is like totally adult i mean you didn't have no your no kids no, with no she didn't have her kid with her oh, okay okay <laughs> it was a parent night out so her name's chris and she sent a toddler translation so chris and tyler and this is her little girl molly uh, we actually had a play date with molly and she's so cute so chris uh she's listening she caught up so here's your here is little molly and um hmm. she's saying two words i won't tell you what what she's doing that will probably give it away so let's see if you can get it ready Bus. Say it again. Go Oh, that's easy. What is it? Okay, go bye bye. That's easy. <laughs> nope, not that's, go. Not go. Right, go come on, no, that's, no. that's like that's like one hundred and one stuff. There, no, come on, no, go. No. It's go bye bye. I know it is. Nope, it's not go bye bye. No. <laughs> okay, she's she's um taking it taking a bath. Oh, like bus. I said, go bye bye. She just let the water out. Go bye bath. Oh, bubble bath. Bubble oh. bath. If it was my kid, it would have been poop. Bye bye. <laughs> right, poop. Bye bye. <laughs> Drain. Uh, so, Chris, thanks for sending that in, and it was awesome meeting you two and hanging out. So, we have a uh, since we live in Arizona, the summer times are just horrible um, for playgrounds. Uh, in oh, fact, yeah, kids yeah. get um, like third degree burns on them because yeah. it's so hot. So there's a lot of indoor playgrounds um, in the Phoenix area. So we, we went to an indoor playground and let the kids run wild. And, yeah, we uh, call that McDonald's here. <laughs> you know, not all areas have those play centers. Um, Fools. Yeah, and they're kind of there's a lot of a, um, older kids at those. Yeah, there's a lot of unsupervised, yeah. non-sharing kids at those places. Yeah, so the one we go to, um, they have like a toddler area, and they do have some older kids. That, but if you go early enough, because you know when you have younger kids for whatever reason, they like to wake up at five a.m., six a.m. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, those places. So are, you don't are get nice. there. So if you get, so what you're saying is, if you get there around two in the afternoon when all the teenagers show up, that's a bad idea. Yeah, I don't go then. I go at right. eight a.m. 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, those teenagers are still sleeping at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, thanks so much, everyone, for sending in uh, your toddler 
translations, uh, you can send them directly to us at nerdparents at gmail.com. In fact, um, if you record it on your iPhone, you can just send it directly from your phone, even if you want to. Um, and like, it doesn't have to be something we guessed. I loved the, the clip from Derek. Um, and then I played, uh, Mateo saying the, uh, Star Wars alphabet last time. So hey. it's a lot of fun. I love that segment. So, well, cute. if I, I love that, I thought it was, that was so much fun. Yeah. Keep, keep that segment going and make it bigger. And also if anybody knows where I can get some Lapida from, <laughs> I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Lapida. Can I order that online? Sure. I don't know what it is, some, but I'm sure you could find it. It's I've got some friends that live overseas, and their kids have great accents, right. so I will have them send in some wonderful <laughs> Oh, clips. that'd be fun. Lots of fun. Uh, we also have Family Game Night, where we just kind of talk about um, maybe the apps or board games that the kids are playing, uh, video games, anything, really. Um, so, Carrie, you want to kick us off? Um, yeah, I'll move to the shout outs and see what I wrote down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yikes, I'm keeping your toes for the win. Okay. You have a game, I, uh, app my store kids, game. My kids have been playing a ton of uh, online uh, games on my iPad. Yeah. And like, I'll go to do something and just grab my iPad. I have an iPad mini to, to go hang out and there'll be just, whoa, the nerds, the app store is thrown up all over my page. And they found a game. My daughter had just seen Forrest Gump for the first time. Oh, really? And she was trying to hurt my, you know, my son will try to watch it and kind of not really pay attention and know that he knew that the man liked to run. Yeah. That's pretty much what he knew. <laughs> they found an infinite runner on the app store that's free called Run Forest Run. It is yes. hilarious. <laughs> I, I saw this and thought to myself, I almost downloaded it and I said, eh, that's a little bit dated, even for me. Yeah. And so I, did, I didn't want to have it on my phone. Oh, my kids love it because Colin will just run him into walls and he he thinks it's the best thing ever. He he doesn't get so much the gist of the game. But once I explained it to Sarah and Sarah had seen the movie, now she kind of gets a bigger giggle out of playing the game. So that's a fun one and it's free. So that's good for us. Awesome. And uh, any is that is that anything else? Before I'm, um, what are we doing around here? Uh, for games and stuff, we're still doing an awful lot of our, um, uh, I started crafting actually quite a bit with the kids oh, um, this past summer. I had gotten a sewing machine years ago and I had had what I had sewed as a kid, done costumes and things like that. And then I had asked for a sewing machine for Mother's Day about seven years ago. And I'm so busy, it never made it out of the box. So <laughs> I think we, we're we managed to get it out of the box <laughs> recently and the kids have been wanting me to make them things. So I've been having them look up a YouTube video that they like. And we'll we'll see if we can make it. Well, Sarah, of course, found some things that Bill Duran has done. And I went, no. <laughs> so <laughs> let's work on squares. Let's not work on things like that. <laughs> so we tried following a couple of YouTube videos and do some simple things. Um, and they have been, I wish I had videotaped them because they were hilarious. Oh, Watching my awesome. son trying to pick out fabric in a store is just hilarious. But tonight, tonight, our, our game of the night is uh, I'm taking Colin to the grocery store, and he is going to choose grocery ingredients to make dinner. Um, inspired very much by Misha Collins, he lets his small son cook. It's called uh, Cooking Fresh with West. This is his son's videos. And oh, is that a YouTube channel? He has a YouTube channel, yep, called Cooking Fresh with West. And his son is, I think, I think he's two or three. And he's throwing like whole apples in the pot and handfuls of chocolate chips. I just throw a little lapida in it. And he put a little this. lapida in there for a little right. flavor. Yep. He all kinds of good stuff. It was actually, I was involved in, I, I don't know whether most of the audience knows what Gishwez is. It's yeah, the greatest yeah. international scavenger hunt on the planet. And um, Misha runs it. 
And one of the, the items that we had to do in the scavenger hunt this year was to create one of these items from Cooking Fresh with West and get a uh, printed and qualified uh, food critic to review it. Oh, neat. And I made it, but the food critics in Kansas City were busy and couldn't do it. Aww. And it is a cacophony. I eat another thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a cacophony of bad things in a pot, but it is hilarious. So that's what we're going to do tonight. And we may make a video. We may send you in some audio from it, but it was it was really funny. And Colin wanted to do it so bad. So that's going to be tonight. We're going to get in the kitchen and play a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love it. And I'll be cleaning a lot. <laughs> It'll be fun. How about you, Ryan? Oh, well, the kids are still playing uh, The Clash of Clans. Uh, we start, we've, we've been doing that for a while now, but they, it's our one thing that we all get together uh, and just go, hey, did you know this happened, this happened, this happened? And we kind of give each other a little a clan update or a clan report. And uh, so and I, it's, it's a free, a free game. game. Yeah. yeah, it's a free game, Clash of Clans. You can get it on the uh, – you can get on the – is, do they have an Apple Store both now? They haven't. Yeah, I know I'm yeah, playing mostly that, on the Droid. Yeah, I think. Yeah, of course. No, it's, I haven't it's, been playing on the Droid. It's That's a, a lie. I've been playing on Apple. Oh, you've been, been on your iOS. iPad? Yeah, it's both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a big. I mean, they even have commercials for that game. Totally, uh, um, it's free to play, but you can purchase little gems and things and do that. Stuff. Did you notice that um, the new feature in the iTunes Store when you look at the free games, it will say right underneath it in app purchases. Yes, and it's yes. so, oh my gosh. That's, that helps I a lot. love it. Because I can avoid those and right. I don't have to download those for Mateo because half the time it's in-app because it's unlocking the game. So there'll be part of the right. game lock and it frustrates the heck out of him. So right, right. I'm so glad they did that. I am too. It's, yeah. it's, it's been a, a huge help for me as well. I, I And I can spot it from a mile away. I'm like, nope. Nope. You're out. Not going to happen. <laughs> nope. All right. So also, the, there's another app that I've, I may have mentioned it to you already, Nicole, but I want, I want the listeners to know about it. Um, it's called Pocket Avatars. Oh, and is this- uh, I, posted, I posted a little uh, a link to uh, a YouTube video I made of me playing with the, with the uh, Pocket Avatars. Basically, it's a facial recognition software that allows you to control the faces of characters such as a blowfish or uh, cats or that kind of thing. And, but it's, it's, it's really, it's really slick, really polished. Mm-hmm. And you got some really good looking uh, characters on it. And we have I've fun never, with that because yeah. you can, the, since the facial recognition uh, you can use on my iPhone, this is how I use it. You can, you can switch, you can use either camera which I was totally stoked about because it's fun to look at yourself and, and test it. But if you really want to freak somebody out, you need to hold the screen at somebody and, and stand behind it and kind of do like a, you know, like a, like a dummy or something like a, a ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's, that's fun with the kids. I, I love doing that. I was that. thinking that's, when you said pocket avatars, um, there's another game out there called pocket frogs. Have you seen right. this one? Where I don't you, think I've seen that one. You collect frogs and then you mate them together and then they make other little frogs. And you're that cl- sounds that sounds filthy. Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Pocket frogs. Pocket <laughs> frogs. I'm looking that up now. You 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 you. Uh, they, there's all these lily pads and you're fi- you're trying to find and collect different frogs and when you get your frogs then you mate them to make other frogs and then yeah it's. Can I tell you completely? You mentioned frogs. Totally you off said topic, the word but frogs, hilarious. So. Hilarious. <laughs> I triggered something. Um, we did a lot of yard work this past weekend, and 
I love my husband desperately. He's not particularly handy around the house. So for him to mow the lawn, it's like an event. So he's out there mowing away, and he has a couple of 55-gallon fish tanks downstairs that he's going to turn into vivariums. And so he comes running around the front of the house with one of Colin's. He's got these little, like, mesh baskets that you can put, like, critters in and look at them and whatever. Oh, yeah. So yeah. here comes my 38-year-old husband running with these mesh baskets. And I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm, I'm getting frogs for the vivarium. And I went, okay. So he comes running back, and he's got little tiny green tree frogs, teeny-weeny ones, about six of them in the basket. And he goes, if you can find me some more. I said, I'm not going to go looking for frogs, but I'm out here doing yard work. So if I find any, I will. Can I tell you, I rolled around in that lawn for about 35 minutes trying to catch this little damn frog about the size of a dime. (laughs) By the time I got it and got back to the mesh things, Aaron had changed his mind and dumped the other six. So I said, I'm keeping that frog. So we put the frog inside of a little vivarium, and he's out in the garage, and Colin named him Dave. Dave. Dave the frog. We don't know how long he'll last, but Dave the frog is in the garage at the moment. Adorable. Yeah, I had frogs. I went to Missouri to to visit my dad, and uh, I grew up in the country. And uh, I must have seen uh, like five turtles walking across the road, and I'm like, "Gosh, I you wish mean I buckets of salmonella, <laughs> turtles, yeah, love those guys with lapata." Uh, but I remember being a kid, just picking up a turtle, and I have a yep. turtle now, right? Or yeah, we used to frogs. do that with salamanders in the Northeast. Yeah, Flip a rock, grab a lizard. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Instant, he's my, instant he's pet. my new pet for the day. <laughs> for the day. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, we did too. We, 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 I live in the South. And uh, so, yeah, we, that's what we would do too. We would, we would go out and you'd find a turtle, whether he'd be trucking it across the road or if, uh, or just hanging out somewhere, you know, kind of getting, getting a little bit of sun. You'd just pick mm-hmm. him up and go, you're yeah. coming home with me, buddy. It's mine. <laughs> We're going home. Yeah. I, I don't share. I was, uh, oh, I have bad stories about frogs. I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> oh, I have bad stories about frogs from my cousin. I have oh. horrible stories about frogs. Yeah. Poor frogs. Poor frogs. Yeah. That, frogs and, is, yeah. that and uh, Granddaddy Long Legs. Oh, yes. Granddaddy Long Legs. Yes. Did you have the little um, roly polies? Yes, of course. Oh, I love, love roly polies. Burn it with fire. No, don't burn the no roly solution. Polies. No solution. Burn the house down. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I have a couple of uh, app um, suggestions that Mateo is really enjoying right now. I have this one app. It is a book. It's it's Little Red Riding Hood, and it um, it's made by a company called Beanbag Kids. So they have a whole bunch of. So they have Pinocchio. They have Little Red Riding Hood. Mateo loves a Little Red Riding Hood because when you um, tap the wolf, he goes wow, wow, <laughs> and it re- and they can read the story or the app can read the story to them. So and it's adorable. It reminds me of a uh, Little Big Planet sack oh, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the super super cute, and uh, he just love every time he gets a hold of my phone. He'll that's what he plays and and. Um, it's not really a game. It's just a book. So he reads this little book on my phone. Um, and But the one app that he does play, and it's one of his favorites, is Daniel Tiger's Day and Night. So Daniel Tiger, um, of course, is a spinoff from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, oh, yeah. it, And it's a cartoon series on uh, PBS. Uh, you can watch uh, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood on Amazon Prime, I believe it is, hmm. uh, if you have Amazon Prime. Um, it's a fun little show. It's super cute. Of course, Dan, you know, it's all animated. And, um, there was one episode in particular. 
and and it, everything had there's like little songs around everything and um the little mom uh, or the little mom. <laughs> the, 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 mother, little mom. the little mom. Daniel Tiger's mom is teaching him how to calm himself in, via a song. And it's, you know, hold yourself tight, take a deep breath. And so I use that with Mateo all the time. <laughs> and it and it does help. But um, the little app is adorable because it it allows the child to take Daniel Tiger through his morning and his evening. So... Um, waking up, he picks out his clothes and there's of course little games and things like that. Um, it's one of his favorites right now. And then there's the potty. And so Daniel Tiger goes potty and he brushes his teeth and takes a bath and it's just really, really cute. Did we have such mature content matter in our children's literature when we were children? I don't remember ever, uh, being told how to poop or any of that kind of stuff. If you look at a lot of children's like bedtime stories and stuff, they're horrible. Puss in Boots right. is about a cat yeah. who lies. Like yeah. what? Well, Little well, yeah. Red Riding Hood. Hello. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. the Very. woodsman cuts open the the wolf's stomach. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. You got to. How's she supposed to get Grandma out? <laughs> um. And then I posted on uh, my Twitter account this week, uh, I had come across a post that uh, the Facebook page Toddler Approved had posted, I think it was, and it's they were all by myself preschool boxes. And it was it was written from a mom, I think she uh, homeschools her children. So she has different uh, area for all the the little one does, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I took it as I'm going to try to organize his toys in a way that might refresh them, reboot them in a way. And so I, I went ahead and did this and I put like a puzzle in each box. I put coloring books. I, you know, did, you know, I basically this is took, so funny. This is this is basically what retail stores do. Yeah. So I just so. I just bundled his toys in a uh, unique way that allowed it, which allows him to say, "I want this box." So we'll go through each day and we'll play. And we do it when he comes home. And so we have all this stuff ready to play. And there's a puppet in there, and there's books in there, and so. I've I've found by doing this, he wants to play with all this stuff that he had no interest in <laughs> just, you know, a week ago. It's it's right. really interesting to me, the psychology of of organizing and bundling <laughs> a kid's toys. And of course, this this post, I'll put a link in the show notes, is more geared to there's like a whole preschool plan that you could do, whereas I just took the concept and put his existing toys and everything in there. <laughs> Look, um, new toys. New toys. You didn't yeah. even know it. Exactly. That's a good plan. Yeah. It was, we have um Aaron works for a toy company, so he has a lot of like they sell it's constructive playthings or US toy. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of like those he sells a lot to schools. And as a matter of fact, we went into Colin's preschool room last night. He went, Oh my God, my business just threw up all over the place in here because he recognized <laughs> like all the storage systems that they use. And he has one that's probably the height of a coffee table and it's about six feet long and you can put plastic bins in it. And it's got a space for like nine or ten different bins. And that's where we keep all of Colin's toys. Like all the cards stay together. The Legos stay together. Mm -hmm. And maybe it says something about whether or not my son is quick on the bit. All we have to do is move around the bins. (laughs) Because he thinks 
Legos are in the top left. Well, if he opens, pulls it out and it's not Legos, it's, oh, oh yeah. fresh and different. Toys. What's this? What's this? <laughs> we, we just, so all you're going to have to do in a few weeks, just move the labels. Yeah. Because you won't know what to expect. Exactly. Keep them guessing. That's right. Yeah. M- Mateo's new thing is whenever something, you know, he's not expecting, what's this? <laughs> what? What's this? What's this? <laughs> It's the most adorable what is thing. This sorcery. I know. That should be his next audio clip. <laughs> what is <this> sorcery? <laughs> and and uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move over to some solicited advice. This is a point in the show that uh, listeners, as yourself, send in uh, emails. They can be pretty much anything. Um, we have a, a, a lot of email. Um, so I have uh, one from... Daryl, our good friend Daryl. Yay. Daryl Skeels. Yes, the Trek nerd. Oh, good. Um, It's timely because it's summer related, so I wanted to get it into the show. He said, last year, or last summer, we uh, bought Violet an overpriced bubble gun gun at a fair, and it lasted for about one day before it broke. The pump had a leak, and the battery case needed replaced. Being kind of an inventor and fix-it guy, I repaired it, and was repairing it was a fun little project. The thing about the bubble gun is it won't work well with standard bubbles from the toy store. So we either had to hunt down a replacement, uh, expensive, or make our own. We chose to make our own. Um, Took the opportunity to help Violet uh, experiment with different combinations of ingredients, water, soap, glycerin. You can set a standard... Don't do bleach. No, 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 no. Shut up, Brian. (laughs) Uh, You can set up a standard control science experiment as a structured science lesson or try different things. We found that making the solution very thick with less water worked best for the bubble gun, but uh, for blowing bubbles with a wand, use more water. There are zillions of variations. Experiment and have fun. So it's still bubble time. It's still summer. It's still like a hundred and something degrees out here. So, it's always bubble time yeah, for me, man. Bubble time, bubble time. Have do you, you have? Do you, you know the bubble time any... song? I can't sing it. No. Do you know the bubble time song though? I have never I've, heard, I've heard it before. Time. Okay, so if you're if you know Jimboree, they do bubble time. Yes. So yes, I know. Bubble time, bubble time, bubble time, b u b b l e, bubble bubble time. It's bubble time. Bubble time. Was so that feedback? That was more like feedback rather than questions. Yeah, correct. that so. was yeah, okay. that was him giving his experiences. So you know, we get we get game recommendations, we get questions, we get thank yous, it, all kinds of stuff comes in to the nerdparents at gmail dot com uh, email what's, address. What's your what's your uh, what's your parental rule on bubbles inside the house? Oh, I just bubble bubble it up. All right, bubbles inside the house, yep. fine. Bubbles outside, fine. Yep. Bubbles anywhere, fine. Yep. So you want somebody to dive then because that's a slipping hazard. (laughs) (laughs) We usually go into his playroom on the carpet. Um, I'm 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 bubble anywhere myself too, but yeah, it can be very it can be very dangerous if you have uh, hard floors or we have tile. We have like a hard tile, so right. And we have the we we picked up the glycerin bubbles from uh, Jimboree, and they are weird because you can actually you can eat them. And they mm. and they last forever. And when they pop, they just kind of go. They just deflate. They don't pop. Right. They're right. they're and interesting. Flash you in the eye so that you scream like we did when we were kids. <laughs> no, what was our bubble solution? That's soap. Dawn detergent. Yeah. Bleach. Right. No. <laughs> bleach. Bleach and dawn detergent. And lapata. Ah, it burns my eyes. <laughs> 
I love bubbles. <laughs> bubbles are fun. We bubble outside here. Yeah. My my son is one of those guns as well, and we mm-hmm. have played with making different detergents, and he likes to shoot off. He shoots them off. The, we have a deck that's on the second story, so he stands on the deck and shoots things and watches the which is a little uh, kind of non non fun because you shoot and you expect it to go straight and it just slowly floats to the <laughs> left which this <laughs> is a little bit of the gun appeal but yeah. it's kind of fun. We we go into the playroom and I turn on the ceiling fan and I oh, blow all these glycerin bubbles and it it reminds me of uh, Willy Wonka. Uh, oh, yes. it's because the bubbles are just like going everywhere. I'm like ah. I'd, yeah, love but you get, ever- I'd love to get a bubble a bubble machine. My husband sells mm-hmm. them through his work and get some of those glycerin bubbles and put it in there. Because then it wouldn't be I would be as concerned about yeah, the slippery yeah. floors, but I could get mm-hmm. the volume I wanted. There you go. Give it a try. Let yeah. us know. <laughs> uh, we also have an email from Melissa. She says, uh, "Hey Nicole, Carrie, and Eric and Brian. First hey, off, Eric. <laughs> uh, Eric's in the chat room. He is. Uh, first off, I love the show. You started." It while I was pregnant, good timing, and now I have a three-month-old son, Sam. It's been great hearing your perspective on parenting each week. In particular, it was so helpful to hear this discussion on circumcision. Uh, We chose not to circumcise Sam. Like Nicole, we're not religious, and it just didn't seem like a decision we should make for him. Um, Plus, the real reason you're circumcised video on YouTube really tied it for us. I haven't seen this video. Um, My mother gives... Why don't you invite me on that episode? Because that's a... Hot topic. For yeah, parents. that's a very hot topic. Hot. We we talked about it. Um, right, right. She says we'll finish up the email and then we'll talk about. Um, my mother gives me such passive aggressive grief for it. So it's nice to know other people had to think through the same things. Uh, totally unrelated. Here's my question: Have any of you made a will yet? I feel like this is an important, somewhat grim part of being a responsible parent, but I'm. Comp- Completely procrastinating because I, I'm not sure how to start. What is the nerd parent's perspective? Thanks, Melissa. And she has a little side note that her husband watches The Wood Whisperer and <laughs> they didn't realize that we were this we were a couple. So it was really <laughs> that's cute. Um, so we can talk about did you have opinions on circumcision? Because, you know, of course, from my perspective, we decided right. not to do it. Um, it's but definitely- I think from Carrie, I remember you decided too. Well, we do it. We t- we c- we circumcised Colin. Mm-hmm. I I very much, as much as I read and as much as I have my own opinion on it, I right. wanted my husband's opinion because he has the package and he knows how it functions <laughs> and how it works <laughs> best in his world and the pros and cons of both. So I right. I deferred to my husband for that reason. Right, and <laughs> it's it's it is really uh, it's not really a religious thing in most in most Christians. Uh, lives. It is, however, uh, a question of uh, the biggest question for us, and is is each person needs to make their own decision yeah, about exactly. this because it's a, it's a very it's a very important decision mm-hmm. because it does affect your child for the rest of their life. Our standing at the time was everybody that we know uh, has been circumcised, and as a result. When the child is in a situation such as especially like in sports mm-hmm. or even just dating, will he be considered an outlier or well, will, he, will he receive uh, grief because yeah. he, he didn't? And that was, that, was the major, that was the major factor for I, us. Yeah. 
But that could, they, you know, everybody's got to decide. Change, it, it, it takes a lot of people to change. And Dice Tomato, right. you said this, but you said uncircumcised penises creep me out. I, <laughs> you know, it doesn't creep me out at all. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. <laughs> um, and I think it is a social kind of oh, thing. Totally so- at this point, it's totally social. And yes. I think the more you educate yourself on it, and I think it's becoming more and more common so, um, I don't agree with you, Dicemito, but, um, uh, and I really hope that that stigma goes away. Um, so yeah, I, I, think- I, I hope, I hope that the stigma goes away as well. Um, simply because it is, uh, it's unhealthy. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a mutilation of the body is what it is. And I, that, that's a, that's a harsh word. Mm-hmm. But it is is still is still true. If you compare it to other uh, countries, mm. there's mutilations that go on as well for different reasons, yeah. whether it be religious or whether it be too. social. Yeah. But as a as a social thing, I think we need to remove that stigma so that you know later on it they can, can make the become, choice without. Yeah, it can, that it can kind be a of, choice for yeah. later on. But but if you do feel like, well, I live in a southern state and the People my kids are going to be around are going to be, you know, most likely circumcised. I just want to know why is everybody looking at everybody's junk? Why is everybody looking at everybody's junk? Have you looked at, have you looked (laughs) at, you know, it's funny, but I I would love to talk about this topic too. Uh, Have you seen the uh, hotspots, the eye hotspots for where people look at when they're looking at pictures and other people? And they showed uh, one of the ones that's relative to this, they showed a, a baseball player. A picture of a baseball player showed it to men and women, and they recorded where the eyes went to. And based on uh, the repetitiveness or the the focus of the individual, those those places were lit up, you know, like a heat map. <laughs> but he had clothes um, on, right? So so this dude, ba- a baseball player, you know, they usually have the the big junk package in the front oh, yeah. that everybody They're can see. Cups. It yeah, it is cups, but people still pe- <laughs> eyes migrate there. Men, by far and away, always look. Oh, so it's it's kind of like it's probably an evolutionary thing yeah, where we kind yeah, of yeah. it's kind of Sizing like you know each other up literally. You gotta size each other up. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's true. And so uh, so whether you know, I I don't think there's a question whether people look that yeah. happens. Will will they receive? Uh, a hard time and judgment and feel uh, cast out. That's the question. And that's what I I, I want. I want people to stop doing like, right, right. Circumcised or uncircumcised. It's going to do the same thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know? So, um, yeah. And and like Dice Tomato says, it, it reason why it freaks him out is because, because it's not the norm. Yeah. And right now, your, I mean, your mind. Who knows right, what it's going to be fifty years from now? Right, but do you do you are but are but do you expose your kids to being a pioneer, or do you, you I, know, or do you kind of, you know, it's it's, it's the things you have to balance. I mean, I'm going to let him decide. To be honest question. with you, I'm going to let him decide. That's kind of how we thought about I'm, that too. But to be honest, that is a much, it's a much more scarring. But isn't that what little Jewish boys do? I mean, when they're they, thirteen, yeah. yeah. And look at those, and look at those guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I get, but I get what you're saying about letting him decide. For me, 
it was kind of a, I asked my husband, I said, well, why can't we just let him decide when he's older if that's what he wants? He goes, do you know any man that would decide to bring a knife near the generals when they're older? (laughs) And he goes, and and what if he's an adult and he makes a decision to go through with that and then he has problems? I would rather shoulder the burden of the guilt of making that decision than putting it in his hands and saying, here, you can choose to do this. But know that you're creating. You may be creating your own problem. But there could be problems with. I mean, I've oh, absolutely read countless. And that's, and that's the thing. It's whether or not I want to take it on, or whether I want him to take it on as an adult. And for me, right. I told my husband, I don't. I don't have a penis. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. So I don't think there should be any judgment from either side. I no. think I don't judge you, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I don't. I don't think that you did the wrong thing. I think that you did the right thing for. You and your family, exactly. and the direction that and you want to raise kind of, your child. You know that we're having this open discussion about that, and I think it's just about there's so much information on it. So educate mm-hmm. yourselves right. and decide what's and right. Be for careful. Your, yeah. Be careful because there are fanatics on both sides oh, of the fence. Course. I know them, and I mean, I know people who are in jail because yeah. of some of the things that they have <laughs> really? done. Really? Oh wow. Um, yeah, some fanatic, fanatical, scary, yeah. chase you down. Right. Uh, try and get family information Ooh. type oh, yes. stuff yes. on people because of the things. Oh, that that's they wrong. Do. And that's yeah. why the the link that I posted in last week's show notes um, from the baby center, mm-hmm. their rules is um, this is just about education. This yep. is not right. about converting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> right. And I thought it was exactly. a, it was what a very it was a very there, there are of, nuts on both sides of, of course. the fence and. Yeah. Be just be smart about when you feel confident in the decisions that you make. It's not going to matter to you how other people feel about it. And people are gonna have opinions on the dumbest of stuff. Not that this is a dumb topic, but on stuff like (laughs) you gave your child baby cereal. Never cereal. Cereal's bad. Did you never before? Never before six months, eight months, nine months. What are you doing? Did you see the video that is circling um, where it's a guy? He's having a heart attack, and they go backwards. To the point uh, where the doctor yeah. goes, how did he get here? And so it shows his lifetime of bad eating to oh the point my. where his mother's giving him a French fry. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. Talk about shock and like right. making you feel like a total jerk for giving a kid a French fry. <laughs> I mean, I get what they're trying to say, but it boiled down to don't give your kids French fry or you'll die of a heart attack. Or they'll die of a heart attack. Yeah, I mean, there's so many decisions to be made in life. There's so many things that determines our ultimate outcome. You can't simplify it yeah. down to a French fry. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Melissa's actual question I wanted to bring up. Oh, because, yeah. She had a um, question about she, wills. Yeah. So do either of you have wills for your uh, – or trust? Yes, I am. But I have older kids. And yeah. it, as, you, as you get further along as a parent, when when you first have your kids, it's kind of like, oh, I need to get around to doing a will. You know you need to do it. But it's kind of depressing and it's kind of sad and you don't really want to do it. But as they get older, you go – it's a necessity. You know, yeah. It's just like – it's something you got to do. You got to make that appointment, you know. And or so I have a resource for you. It's yes. a it's a website that I found really really helpful and uh, pardon the language, but this is the URL. It's called <laughs> getyourshittogether.org. Right. And uh she walks you through everything you would possibly need. Very simply she gives you all the forms. It, it's really helpful to kind of get a perspective of, of what right. needs to happen to protect your loved ones, not just your Absolutely. children. You don't want to, you don't want to scare people, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that has to be done. It's, it's not, it's not a scary 
thing. A lot of people think of it as being a scary thing. It's yeah. not. It's, it's just one more thing you have to do. You have to send your kids to school? Sure. You got to get a will made? Yes, you do. You just It's just one of those things. Carrie, do you have... Uh anything yes yeah yeah we do we have all that we have um i have some family members that have trusts for my children that mm-hmm. they've had since they were little um we did not get a will together until after eden was born but once we had her and we knew and it sounds it's it's a it was a learning thing for us yeah we had sarah she was fine she was normal no problems the minute you have a kid with special needs that you know is going to have to rely on somebody else to survive the minute you leave this planet um yeah, we got our shit together. <laughs> Pretty much, um, we had to because um, we've got to have somebody who's willing to take over. You know, like a yeah. power of attorney for her right, and right. all that stuff. And it became much more serious to us as soon as we realized at two months old that she was going to be a lifelong uh, medical challenge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got we got that together. We have guardianship in place. Um, Sarah is at the age of eighteen allowed to. Um, take over that if she wants to, mm-hmm. um, but she is in no way forced to. And um, we are trying to work. The state of Massachusetts is supposed to be one of the best states in the world to work. Uh, at one of Whatever. the best states in the country. Not not in a general thing, <laughs> just in sports. Um, to to help uh, parents of special needs children. Mm. And there's a MetLife. Um, pimping insurance policies here. There's a MetLife representative that I spoke with who actually has. Um, members that have uh, moved out there and they've had much better luck in getting a lot of the uh, like precursory stuff done. Like if, if something were to happen to Aaron and I tomorrow, we've got it taken care of, but somebody else in our shoes who has a special needs child would need to have somebody that has power of attorney and mm-hmm. knows what comes up going forward with a child who isn't of age right. yet. Right. So they would need to know that at this age, the child's eligible for these benefits and this is how you apply for them. And you have to have X amount of documentation before you get to that point that you've been with the child and you know, the child, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So we, we took it very seriously uh, in the last five years and uh, got all, got all on board for that. Well, we're, we're in the process of, of setting up a trust right now. Um, we, uh, we we're just trying to get everything together. Uh, we start. We use um, Edward Jones for mm-hmm. our investments, and um, she was able to put us in touch with an attorney who is is creating a trust for us. And the and um, I learned a lot about you know trust versus will. I mean, with a trust, um, you can because I'm dealing with this with my dad as well. He's making sure his his stuff is in order, and so the trust allows basically allows you to skip probate. Right. And which is a, a which long is pro- to, towards yeah, living. I yeah, mean, because you got to live process. in between the time. Exactly. Because probate can take up to a year um, to, to right. sort everything out. Um, yeah, the insurance company doesn't just come by, by and throw you a check in your face no. and, and everything goes about. Yeah, so, so we're setting up a trust and a living will and uh, basically everything that's on that website. Again, Website, getyourshittogether.org. And we're talking about, you know, trusts and wills. The other thing that you have to think about is for your spouse, think about um, like the your digital life as well. So um, the woman that put this website together, her husband um, passed um, suddenly and she realized she didn't know anything uh, from... Um, Count numbers, log, yeah, logins passwords. and things like that. So, yeah. it's a, it's a really good website to kind of get a a full picture of everything you would need to know if the worst kind of happened. So, and we tried. I you know it's it's a tough tough topic. And in fact, we got an email from Dan who was asking 
a question about how we handle difficult questions from little ones. Right. And I've been holding on to this one because I really, honestly, um, I haven't had to deal with that question yet from Mateo, but I know um, I will have to deal with that question. Um, and it's very, this is very heavy topics, but these are these are the kinds of things that kind of come up. Um, and uh, Dan was asking kind of how we handle when a loved one um, dies or suddenly dies, how we handle that. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to, because I was hoping to get Wendy on the show, but since she's moved to Sweden, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to get her on the show to address the this internet, question. man. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll be glad to, uh, uh, talk this topic. Cause I, as, as a parent of teenagers, I've, I've had most of the talks mm-hmm. already and, uh, with <laughs> different degrees of success. And, uh, absolutely. It is, is, I, I think though you want to you want to answer your children's questions in a timely manner. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you know you want to make sure that the, the information you're giving them is is time appropriate and maturity. It really really yeah, gets them more too, mature right? appropriate. I mean, how old they are, right? I mean, right. They and, may not and, understand what you're saying to them at right. that point. Kids, question your kids. I mean, it, you just you want to assess them. You want to ask them. Probably want to ask them what they know first. Don't don't just start, don't just start imparting your own knowledge. Right. Kind of kind of kind of fill them out what what the, that they know, how far they are along in their maturity, and it's going to vary from every kid. I mean, yeah. every kid develops differently and have different ideas. And uh, but find out what they they know first before you start spouting off craziness, because most of the time. Uh, I've, I've found that most of the time the, the kids aren't even listening. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll go through the whole spill, you know, you'll, you'll spill the whole thing and you'll, you'll think you're really smart and you say everything just the right way. And all they want to know is, uh, when they're going to McDonald's to get that happy meal yeah. in a, pr- not the right time. If, if that's what's going on, you, you're not, you're not, did not approach the topic at the right time. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, did you, I, I know this is a rough question from Dan. Are you still with um, us? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking, um, we are in uh, Colin, we haven't really discussed a whole lot with him, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, you know, losing people. Um, Aaron's mom passed away a year and a half ago and Sarah was old enough to understand it. Uh, Eden didn't really care one way or the Mm -hmm. other. She doesn't, she doesn't understand. And Colin was tiny, so he didn't get it. When, when his mom passed, Sarah was more upset that the people around her were upset. Mm, Yeah. It wasn't so much that she connected with the idea of losing somebody permanently, but it is the first person that she's lost that she's known. Um, Aaron's mom had been, had been ill for quite some time. So I don't think it was a surprise. Mm. Um, but I think she, she was much more, she was upset that her dad was upset Yeah, because that's, it's like a lack of control thing for her. That's yeah. what she couldn't really handle. Um, her, uh, the biggest thing we deal with here, Sarah has expressed to us several times that she is waiting and with bated breath um, for the day that she loses her sister because mm-hmm. she knows that the life expectancy in kids like Eden is not particularly long. So she's just, I don't want to find her. I, I, oh, I yeah. don't want to see anything. I like she's, and she thinks about this and that bothers me mm-hmm. and I know that there are things that she will be be uncomfortable telling me about because she doesn't she doesn't ever want to upset me or think she's going to make me sad or bring drag, drag me into that that realm of thought about losing my child but I I know it's an inevitable thing Aaron and I have talked about it most of these kids don't live to see 20 um 
we were told she wasn't supposed to live to see five. Mm. She's almost 13. We're, we're in the gray area right now. We don't know what we're going to get. So we be as po- we're as positive as we can be about it without being like ridiculous and over the top and sure. overblown. You know, we just kind of go, hey, every day is y- you get what you get and yay, move forward. And today was a great day and blah, blah, blah. We don't, you know, I- I'm not going to say that I don't sit and think about it all the time. I, I do because I know that I'm going to have to. Mm-hmm. But um, with her, it, it, for, for the older kids, I recently accessed for Sarah a um, counselor. And I call it, I call her more of a life coach because I think the minute you tell a teenager, I'm taking uh, you yeah. to therapy, they go, oh God, I'm broken. Yeah. So I, I just kind of, I told her, I said, sometimes it's nice to have somebody in your back pocket, a telephone number that you can call and somebody that you can talk to that's not a relative and can give you perspective on something that you, you wouldn't expect, or maybe would just be somebody that can listen and not mm-hmm. have any feelings about the situation, right. stuffed all the feels in the jar <laughs> and was there in a fairly clinical sense. Yeah. So I gave her that option and I took her for the first time last week and she looked like, oh, like a huge weight oh. had been lifted because it gives her the opportunity to talk about things. For her, for her you know, Sarah feels very much, and, and again, this is very individual to Sarah and I don't know that all kids with, you know, siblings with disabilities will be like this. Sarah feels like there's a lot of things that she doesn't feel like she has the right to tell us about because in comparison, the things that her sister goes through are much bigger. So she won't tell us about things like the alopecia that she struggles with, or um, she doesn't want to tell us that, you know, she had a bad day at school or volleyball practice wasn't great. She doesn't want to tell us that because she's just like, it just seems so stupid. Mm, And I'm like, but it's not because it's your stuff. Like your stuff isn't your sister's stuff and they should never be put in the same piles. But to give her that opportunity to find somebody that she can talk to, I think was a really good move for us because she gets that freedom of knowing that her feelings have validity and they don't have to be intertangled with anybody else's. Right. Just they can be her own. So for her, that losing her grandmother was expected and not met with fear because she knew that it was coming. Mm. But it was she was not expecting to feel as much as she did with regard to the other people in her family and how they reacted to it. Mm-hmm. She wasn't used to seeing her aunts and uncles cry. Like yeah. she didn't kind of know what to do with that information. You know, it was kind of an awkward thing for her. So. Giving her that somebody else to talk to, I think, was really important, and it worked out well for her. But for um, Eden, I don't think understands, and she's probably she's lost more friends in the last three years than I can even than I've had, and mm. I've, I'm 44, so I can't even imagine. But she's lost kids, and I think that she is aware that they're not there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there's an association with um, the deep self-involving loss right. you know, that comes with that for her. Um, Colin understands that people die. And he'll say so. So and so is that when you when you get old, you die. And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes when you're sort five, of. if you yeah. don't get your crap right. together. <laughs> um, but he understands it. But he doesn't understand the the he is doesn't even there's not anything on his radar that emotionally that it's an issue because he's yeah. never had to deal with it. I, so um, my parents are older. My parents are in their seventies. I would not be surprised if they were the first people that he lost that he's close to that he is like, oh, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. So. We'll uh, we'll we'll help him with that when the time comes. I, I will probably be the the one that's a mess, yeah. but I'll do the best I can, I guess. Well, I, I know for me when I was younger, it was um, the death of pets that made me understand what death was. And I was four or five years old when I think I lost my first pet, and I I have I have vivid memories of of talking with with I don't even remember what they said. I just remember being comforted, and yeah. I don't think we have to tell. Um, a small, uh, you know, a young child, every little detail. 
Yeah. Um, I watched a really interesting documentary called um, The Stories We Tell. And the the a, a similar story, in this case, it was about a, a mother who had an affair. But it was how the kids perceived that that event versus how the adults perceived the event and the mm-hmm. different stories. And as I'm getting older and relating more to my parents, I'm talking to my mom more about stories I remember as a child. And she, she'll go, no, 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 that's not how it happened. Right. But in my little brain, that's how it happened. That's the way it was, yeah. So you have, you know, right now you may you may not want to. Of course, you're not may not want to tell the child everything, just enough. And and of course, like Brian said, you know, ask the kid questions, answer the questions. Um, but I think it's probably something you revisit when they get older and understand, and it, you know, time heals, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. I think Damn. it's the way the parent reacts to that question. When the child yeah. asks the question, if the parent who's normally like bubbly and okay, all of a sudden gets very yeah. serious and yeah. puts on their Brian Williams face and it's NBC, it's news time. <laughs> We're going to be business right. forward. Like that, oh God, yeah. this is an intimidating topic. Yeah. And age appropriate, oh, you have questions about that? You know what? That's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. What do you think about it? And kind of Validating give it them. back to them and let them talk just anything they feel about it, I think is helpful. But I, like I said, it's a very individual thing and mm-hmm. how the parents have dealt with loss in their own past is going to affect how they deal with loss in front of their children in the future mm-hmm. and how their children perceive that's how you do do these things. Right, right. They, they model that behavior. And that's hard yeah. because loss can mean on in an adult level is of a lot of different levels in terms of how they feel and what they think about and their memories of people. And children can't process that depth of feeling at all. Yeah. They, they, it's what's right in front of them. That's yeah. what they get. And what's when around it's the world so right variable, yeah, they don't yeah, know what yeah. to do with it. Yeah. yeah. So Dan, I'm so sorry for your loss and I, I hope it's, um, you're, you're able to talk with your, your son about it and I, I hope he's doing better. So, um, wow. We are ending this show on a, Big downer, <laughs> uh, but Brian, I'm I'm really happy you had a chance to share your thoughts and come on the show, and uh, oh, we need to have you more on the show more often. Anytime, Anytime. I would I would love to be on it all the time if yeah. it, if the if the time frame was. Yeah, we'll if figure it, it out. It, if yeah. it fit in with my schedule better, I would be here every day. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. So you would just right. be on Skype going, Nicole, Nicole, New where are you? parents by Brian by himself. <laughs> That's right. How you doing? Um, so you can find Brian. If you're not familiar with all the shows that Brian does, um, Brian and I do a, a video game show with Scott Johnson yeah. called The Final Score, which we're going to record later on today. Um, Hours you also, away. Yeah, you do uh, Film Sack right. and Comics Coast to Coast. That's right. Am I missing anything? That's it for right now. And where can they find you on on, uh, the interwebs? On the interweb, you can visit my website at briandunaway.com. You can also check me out on Twitter at the Brian Dunaway. Awesome. Uh, We also like to, once again, thanks Alpha Alpha Geek Radio uh, for letting us stream this live on Channel 2. We we try to do this every Wednesday. Uh, Of course, if you want to connect with other nerd parents, you can head on over to forum.myextralife.com. There's a nerd parent section right there. Uh, Choremonster.com, of course, for sponsoring. And our new sponsor, Doghouse Systems. Uh, Just use the code NERD and get free uh, 120 gig solid state drive on your new laptop nerd nerd uh you can also reach out to us send us an email directly at nerdparents at gmail.com or you can head on over to the website nerdparents.com with all the show notes of everything that we talked about uh you can follow us all on twitter i'm nicole spag 
Uh, Cleo is Coffee Please with P-L-Z. Uh, coffee Please. Coffee Please. And Brian please. is, are you the Brian Dunaway or just the, the Brian Dunaway? <laughs> yeah. Gotta put uh, that V in front of it. The. Um, and of course, stick around. Uh, we have an awesome game segment from Dan and Lauren. Uh, we love love the board game segment. Who he he calls in on uh, the final score too? Did you know that? Yes, he does. Yeah. Did you know Dan sends in a segment for nerd parents? I did not know that. You do. I know? feel a little bit jealous now. <laughs> you should go back and listen to all of them. They're awesome. He gets his daughter in, his daughter and wife, and they they review a game. Oh. Yeah. So so thanks so much, chat room, for hanging out with us, Cleo. Thank you for hanging out, Brian. You're very welcome. Anytime. We, we thank love you. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, have a great week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hello, fellow nerd parents. This is Dan. And this is Lauren. And today's family game I recommendation is... Colorado. Colorado is a card game which you're trying to collect chameleons in three colors. You're trying to get as many as you can in those colors, but if you have any more than three colors of chameleons, those colors count against you. The game is for two to five players, ages eight and up, and plays in about 30 minutes. To set up Colorado, you shuffle up the cards and put the last round card, 15 cards from the bottom of the deck. You then deal out one color chameleon to each player to get them started, then put the draw pile on the table. You then put out the row cards equal to the number of players in a row on the table. On your turn, you will either draw a card to put it in a row, or you will take one and only one row. The thing is, you're trying to get your opponents to have to take cards of the colors they do not want. So when you draw a card, you can place it in one of the three rows. You usually place it in a row that has colors you don't really want if it's a card you don't want, or put it to try and stack it yourself. But got to remember, you don't want to make those cards, those rows too inviting to the other people, because you don't want them to take it before it gets around to you. Once a row has three cards in it, you cannot add any more cards to it. And once all the rows are full, no more cards can be drawn, and the players must then choose a row to take all the cards in that row. There are seven different colors of chameleons and three wild cards in the game, so it's not easy to just stick to three colors. As you draw a card, you have to look at what color everyone else is trying to collect, and then decide where to put the card. Once the rows are gone, the rows are then empty, and the next round starts with the player who took the last row. You keep playing until the last round card marker comes up, and you finish out that round and then count up your score. How you score is you take the top three colors, and depending on how many cards of that color you score. For one, you get one point. For two cards, you get three points. For three cards of the color, you get six points. And then four cards, you get ten points, and so on and so forth, up to a maximum of six cards in each color. There are scoring cheat sheets, so it's not really all that hard to follow as I make it sound. And like I mentioned before, each color... Up to three, you score. Anything over three cards, everything over three colors, you have to subtract those points from your total. So try and stick as close to three colors as you can. This is one of my favorite fast family games. It's quick to, quick to teach, quick to play, so even if it's a bit hard to understand at first glance, once you play a round or two, you will completely get it. Colorado is about $11 on Amazon, and it's well worth it. Thanks a lot, everyone, and play some games with your family this weekend. Bye!
This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.